0: culture.
1: We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about uh, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about yeah. pop culture. Literally, yeah. we do. Everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is
0: about, 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 about. It's about a thing. Uh, yeah. Feel yeah. French culture. French culture. French culture. She's Lisa V. And he's Randall Keith. And this is Brunch Culture, your weekly podcast where everything in the world, in the entire world, in our crazy country is up for discussion.
1: Uh, Yes, our orange president 45 continues to do some uh, unprecedented things.
0: Unprecedented is a nice word. I just... You know, I have an F word that kind of <laughs> I feel like fits a little better, but you know, we try to make it a family, family, friendly show, so I'm not gonna put that word out there. But
1: he does make you want to use alternative words, all alter- all kinds of alternative
0: words, and you know,
1: because he got some alternative facts.
0: It's just all. I mean, the everything is just all all real jacked up. I don't really. There's so always the- something.
1: Yeah, the immigration ban was this today where he um, said that, you know, he wanted to make it stricter uh, for immigrants to come to the U.S. Um, And that ban included only English speaking. They had to be able to speak English. They also, it's a merit system. So basically they want the best and the brightest and people who are able to financially take care of themselves. They don't want anybody coming over that's a dependent and they don't want family members to be able to bring like their grandmother over. You have to, it has to be like immediate family, like parents and, and, um, and children
0: so because all of the immigrants that are coming to into our country are just out here just looking for handouts, right? They're just Yeah, and they're taking nobody's all coming, of our jobs. Exactly. Nobody's here for to for the true the American dream. Nobody dreams of a life of being able to work hard and and aspire to doing all these things. Like there, we have so many cases of immigrants, you know, coming here with nothing and making something for themselves. But nah, you know, we let's just overlook all those because we're quite sure that the immigrants are just coming to America because they heard that the government will take care of them, and so they just want to yep. sit around and they, and they want to take nothing. black
1: people jobs because oh. they said that you know African Americans are, are disproportionately unemployed and. They believe that if they get stricter on immigration, um, African-Americans will be able to find jobs because that's that the is only it reason.
0: The immigrants are getting all the black jobs and we we all are a- only capable of doing the same type of work. Like, forget you and your degree, Lisa. Forget me and mine. <laughs> you know, the immigrants are just coming over and coming for us. It's just it's so frustrating because that type of thought is it, evidence of they're really being. These decisions aren't made based on actual research or data or things that, you know, can view everyone as a human being, right? Like you you prioritize your citizens, like the American citizens, of course, they're already American citizens, but you're not considering that, hey, you know, these people are coming and they have great things to do, even if they don't have a set skill that, you know, with a degree or they're educated or they're, you know, a chemical engineer, they, they have a lot of drive, hope and tenacity. And we've always purported that that is the thing that makes America special is because you can bring, you know, that that passion and that those aspirations and you can turn it into something in our country. And we we purport that this administration will purport that. But then also say some very ignorant stuff like, oh, yeah, well, you need to have an. Identifiable skill because we're not going to take care of you. Like, who said that folks was trying to come here to get take care, taken care of? Like, but, where's the yeah. data that shows that that's happening? Get out of here.
1: They are the other alternative facts about white people uh, being discriminated against because of affirmative action and that in is, colleges.
0: It's just the most dis- it's the most disgusting thing, and it it honestly speaks to you. Remember the girl from Texas was like. Uh, University of Texas or something like that with the one girl she filed a lawsuit because she said that because of affirmative action she wasn't wasn't, uh, given access or she wasn't given admission to the school but somebody that was less qualified and that was black was and so she felt like she was being discriminated against Mm -hmm. like for the life of me I wanted to believe that she was the only person in the world that really thought that way and, you know, like Donald Trump is definitely doing things because he's trying to appeal to a certain group of people. And so the idea that honestly, there's enough people that think that way that this man says, you know what, let's 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 start suing universities and let's start like police, like look policing universities to make sure that they're not discriminating against white people. Beyond the fact that the majority of their population is likely white folks let's forget about that because there's other white people that should be here and they're just not given the opportunity to do so like what sir what are you doing
1: do you even know what affirmative action means
0: exactly and do you even know why we have it that's the thing and that
1: white women benefit more than anyone
0: exactly and that is the that is the whole other thing that was the thing that i forget the girl's name um i remember she was really really big for one time but that's the whole thing about it it's kind of like you view affirmative action through this lens of what you heard. Like you heard it only looks out for people of color and not even people of color. It only looks out for black people, really like that's what affirmative action is. That's what you know. And that's, that's a tall tale that like your racist grandma told you and you just go on believing that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Without realizing that you benefit the most. The reason that you're able to do all of these things is because of affirmative action. Like, come on. Yeah,
1: it's 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 interesting.
0: It's it's just sad I, that you I have people like, that believe this kind of.
1: like I don't know if they read. Do they we, read?
0: But because we got Google, and Google will actually like read stuff to you now, so you don't even have to read yourself. Like <laughs> you have a computer software that will read it to you, and you still refuse <laughs> to get the knowledge. Like what's really happening? Yeah. Did you
1: see Scaramucci is out?
0: Moochie was out. Like, Moochie was there for a smooth, what, 10 days? Like, he didn't even. Moochie was
1: the most savage communications director I've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> Moochie was gone.
0: Care. I mean, Moochie didn't even pass the, like, 90 day. Was it the 90 day probation period? 60 day pro Like, Moochie, you was gone in 10 days, bro. Yeah,
1: he was gone about 20 days in. Um, no, was it was 15 he made it?
0: I don't even. It was literally he didn't pass in i'm talking about he ain't get no type of <laughs> you ain't get invested in nothing you ain't get no type of like really i don't even know if your office was fully ready let alone anything else like uh, I, that's just always something in with this administration there's always something and i i tread lightly to say like yo like what like, are y'all tired? You know, like do at, at any point in time, you say, you know what? This is too much stuff. Like, I'm tired. I'm doing more of trying to like cover up things than anything else. I'm trying to like cover up stuff or change the narrative about my administration so that you can see me as, in- as something else other than just like a big hoax because r- nothing really substantial can happen or I'm able to really focus on a promote. And I guess maybe that's not even the goal, but it's just, it's sad.
1: Yeah, I I feel sorry for. Well, no, I don't feel sorry for him because you know smoo, Smooch as they call him. Was it Smooch or Smooch? Smoo, Sarah,
0: is it Sarah Moochie? Sarah Moochie. Yeah. But
1: I'm trying to Sarah, figure out how they oh, shorten it. But oh, yeah, oh. y'all know who I'm. Anthony. That's his first name. He did. He was in so. Uh, he was in so much pursuit of the White House and working with Donald Trump. That he neglected his wife and didn't even see his child being born.
0: That's sad. His wife
1: divorced him. And just like even though his child doesn't know he wasn't there, it's just still like, Really? And now you lost your job. All that for what?
0: Absolutely nothing. You loyal I'm telling you, you loyal to this man and he ain't the least bit loyal to you. Don't even care.
1: Yeah, not at all. You saw uh, R. Kelly tickets sales are down.
0: You know, I've really just been trying to ignore all things R. Kelly. Um, I got in the car this past weekend. I was with my family, and what was the name of the song? Um, it was a song with Jay Z that he has. Um, uh, Fiesta. Fiesta. That's it. That came on. That came on the radio, and it just for the longest time i was kind of like well you know you got to be able to separate somebody's art and talents from you know their personal life which to whatever degree i still believe you know we can't hold everybody accountable for like being like disagreeing with their personal life because it's kind of like i mean we really don't know and like at that at some point in time i feel like everybody does something that you disagree with so you'll have to literally just be like a recluse and not listen to anything or interact or engage with anything. But, you know, it was real hard for me to listen to it. And I was like, Can we turn this? This is just, like, not making me... I think when I think about what's going on with R. Kelly and, like, thinking about, like, the, de- the possible deception and these girls being, like, 18 and 21 and realizing how young and impressionable they are and realizing all of these girls, what they do have in common is they all had some sort of, like, aspiration of being in the entertainment business and that's how they got connected to him to me that just kind of says like bro, i can't really yeah i'm good i think i'm all the way good like i can't be rocking with you i can't be like streaming your music that was the other thing too it wasn't like it came on something i'd already bought it was on apple music and i was like yeah you know i just in this moment this just don't make me feel too good like i don't want to be brownhead bopping to your stuff knowing that my little two cents that that you get a play is adding to this house that you pro- are likely holding women in. like I'm, you know I'm good
1: yeah and all I right. think that's how we all feel we just like I can't support you yeah I, it's just you feel I, awkward
0: just, right it's like it's something not right about it and you know like step in the name of love is a classic like that is a classic that is something that I mean at every family event that song comes on or i remember i was on a cruise with my family last year and that song came on and everybody was just kidding and it was like no you know this is it like this song feels really good and i love feel good music but i was just kind of like bruh i'm just not i'm not in the best like this don't make me feel good with you right now because all of these things you know it's not they don't all exist in a vacuum there's been years on top of years on top of years of sketchy stuff happening and sketchy stuff coming you know, out of your camp. And it's just, it's just real uncomfortable at this point. Like, I'm, I'm all right, bro.
1: Yeah. I'm all right. I feel you. You know, he ain't the only person doing sketchy stuff. Lil Duval, um, which to me, he doesn't, it's not even the same category. Cause I, there's, there's nothing that Lil Duval has done that I've really been a fan of. Uh, I'm not really a fan of his comedy. Uh, He rarely says something funny, but his funny is just so vulgar half the time. I don't even, I I don't even appreciate it. Um, But he was on The Breakfast Club and he said that he would, he would kill a trans person if they slept with him without telling him that they were trans. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of. It's to be expected from him because if you follow him on social media, he refers to his sister that's a lesbian as his gay, a sister. So it's kind of like he's, he's all around inappropriate. Like you could just scroll on his social media, like it's just him as a person is inappropriate. Right. And it's just that's who he is. Right. Like I feel like it's different. Like I feel like Charlemagne. Him and Charlemagne are cool. I feel like Charlemagne can be a jerk, but I don't see him as like... I think he's a jerk for the camera and he pushes back, but he's smart in it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, he's not trying to be offensive for laughs. And I think yeah. that's... The, so the thing is, and I have like a very complicated relationship with, uh, with Lil Duval in the sense that I mean, he's not like personally. Yeah, he's from our, our, our hometown, right? When he does, when he talks, when he speaks, when I watched, I watched the whole Breakfast Club interview. So when I was watching it, his his type of comedy, that vulgar comedy is what I, that's the type of comedy that I like. And the way he delivers jokes reminds me of Jacksonville. It reminds me of like, you know, my family and just kind of how we, we sit around and clown each other and ride on each other and stuff like that, like, that feels familiar, but I've realized—I realized a long time ago—that he definitely is one of those comics that, like, I gotta say stuff to push the envelope. And the fact that I'm pushing, like, I'm just kind of like being—I'm borderline offensive, or maybe I am offensive, and it's intentional to you that I'm doing that to make people laugh because there are people with like a twisted type of uh, joke, like humor, or whatever, that will laugh at it. And I think for me, you know, stuff is not fu- to me. It's not funny when you are obviously trying to be funny, like if you're a person because a part of to me, a part of comedy is you point out things that are wrong with society. Or, you know, issues in society, and you kind of make me think, but you also make me laugh about it. But if you're just kind of blatantly disrespectful just because it's kind of like, well, it's not really that funny, though, bro. And I think that's that's to me. So that's the kind of the basis of my relationship. And I think I've said on our show too before, like, ah, you know, little Duval, like, I'm good, like, nothing against him personally. You know, he's the home, the home team, like, oh, you cool, but it's it's all right. But that whole like breakfast club thing, I think it was just. So, I have like multiple feelings with it. And I think people don't realize how like your thought and you can disagree with something and you you don't have to like blame everybody that was there because honestly, you know, the the whole like boycott the breakfast club thing. I honestly think that that's what their that's what their job and that's what their goal is the reason that so many people like them or you know they have such a huge platform is because they bring people on this show that have you know differences of opinions and very very various views and people can connect to it you have somebody like a Umar Johnson that comes on um and you know, there's a lot of people that completely oppose him and there's a lot of people that are that are like super for him and think everything that he does and says is amazing. And they bring him on actually frequently for that clash. The same thing with somebody that's a lot more well received, but still, you know, r- rattle some feathers, likely with their like conservative listeners is like an Angela Rye. Like, you know, they bring her on like she's been on a few times and it's like. While a lot of us, we love her, you know, to people that may be a little bit more conservative or maybe opposed to her approach to politics or whatever, because she is more young and, you know, is more hip. And she uses like slang terms like boy by stuff like that. People will disagree with that. But that's what makes The Breakfast Club The Breakfast Club. So to me, it's kind of like watching the entire interview. I don't think that, you know, do I think that they were... They made it lighthearted and they didn't say, oh, no, you can't do it. And they didn't like go in on him and tell him absolutely not. But they don't do that with anybody. So to me, it was like the issue and the, the people taking issue with the breakfast club. It was like, all right, I feel like that's a bit much. But honestly, taking issue with Le, with little Duval and what he said, knowing that, you know, the tra- trans people are murdered simply just because they're trans and somebody disagrees with them, especially in like southern states. You know we see that oftentimes people are killed and murdered for no reasons and honestly nothing happens to these folks like um there was that one uh there was that one trans woman who ended up murdering her like end up uh not murdering but committing suicide because she had been raped by an officer had basically you know said like hey this officer raped me and beat me and nothing happened to the officer at all and She had to go around and live in like this turmoil on top of the fact that you're already rejected from your family and the community. It's just it's so many layers to it. That was kind of like, bro, that was extremely inappropriate. Like and to kind of make a joke about it was, you know, BS. And then to also have his sister, because I went to his Instagram page and his sister was like, you know, he's always been in support of the LGBT community. And it's kind of like, nah, it seems more like he's in support of you because he's your sister. Like you're his sister. Like, not that he is in support of the community, in which, not saying that he absolutely has to be, but it's kind of like, you gotta understand, to
1: Don't me, create something. Yeah. don't create
0: a uh, affiliation. Exactly. The, obviously, there was never one. The, the alliance is more to you than it is to this community, which is okay, and it's understandable, but it's kind of like, to be like, no, he's always been a champion for the community, like he has it, like. Real talk, he's not. <laughs> and if he... There's a way to ex- to express in a comedic way, you know, your discomfort or how, you know, different it is for you as a 40-year-old man to be in a day and age where, you know people in the LGBT community are at the forefront or, you know, things are different. Like there's a way to jokingly comment on that and also be like, but you know, I respect you do your thing as opposed to being like, I couldn't deal with that. I kill myself. I kill him. Like, come on, bro. Like, and no, yes, nobody is saying, wow. You can stop and think that, Hey, he's a comic. And because I've heard people say too, like, Oh, you know, he was just, he was just joking. And it's like, you know, th- True. Do, do I believe that he's actually going to go out and kill somebody? No, but honestly, is it really effed up to say that, knowing that folks are actually dying for real? And the whole, this whole thing kind of comes from this idea of having a conversation about what happens and the repercussions of somebody finding out that a person is trans and what happens to them, and you see a lot of people are brutally beaten or killed. That was just the wrong thing to say. And You know, he did try to backpedal and clean it up, but then his response on Twitter was just like completely contrary to what he said on the show. It was just it's all just really honestly, really stupid um, and really stupid on his part, really stupid for him to try to be like, well, you know, I'm I'm just saying what the F I'm going to say. And, you know, it just is what it is. And then be like, oh, no, but yeah, you know. My sister doesn't have to stand up for me. But you see, people try to paint you out to be somebody that you're not. And it's like, well, bro, they kind of painting it based off of what you said. Like, just be like, yo, you know, I stand by what I said, but that's not what my intentions were. And let's move on. Like, let it go. You got to let that pride go, bro. Yeah.
1: And he seemed like he not. It's it's so unfortunate. Well, y'all tell us what y'all think of our mimosas and OJ. What do you think about 45? I have to call him. Randall convicted me when he was like, we got to call him our president. Um, So our president, Donald J. Trump (laughs) Sr., R. Kelly, Lil Duval, let us know what you think. Hashtag ChatBC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We would love to interact with you, and we'll be back for our main dish. All right, we're back with our main dish. Today, we're going to be talking about the hit show Insecure. We've done a show on Insecure before, but I think it is this is a little bit deeper than the overarching themes. We're going to be talking about Tasha on the show. So there's this thing over the weekend, Team Tasha, uh, because of her role in the show. And it seems like she's kind of getting taken advantage of by Lawrence in this situation. And so uh, we want to talk about it. Uh, Randall is more of a fan of Tasha than I am. I'm team uh, Tasha.
0: I how did you get there? I thought you were team Lawrence. Well, so I'm I'm actually I'm team Lawrence and I'm team Tasha. But so you we'll team them us. as a couple? J- them as people. I think as as a couple they're gonna be dope. I think it's gonna work out well. It's the you know, power
1: couple
0: now. Lawrence just gotta get over a couple things. Um, and I I feel like honestly he's taking the right steps, but you know.
1: Cool. Well, uh, I I'll, I'll say my comments. <laughs> it, I'll just I'll let that go. I'm Team Issa. You know I've been Team Issa since last year, so now we're back in the new season. Still Team Issa. Issa but, Oh, 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 well, oh you ahead, know we ahead, all entitled to our own opinions. You know not our own facts all the time. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So this was circulating this week. BT had a video about it too, and there's a couple articles is Tasha considered a side chick? And I personally don't think she is because there's no main chick there in this relationship right now. So I don't think that would qualify her. I don't think she was ever one. It's just the the situations and the dynamics changed.
0: Right. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. She's never... I don't... Anybody that would argue that she is, I feel like you, you're arguing it based off of just like not liking the character or not liking the situation because... There's nothing about her that says side chick. And I feel like for a lot of women, because they were introduced to Issa's character, they feel like they were annoyed at the fact that Lawrence need, needed to get a job. And, you know, he lacked ambition. The way you say that was so
1: much like. Uh, because
0: it, these arguments. <laughs> like it realistic. Yeah, like, no, seriously, like, these arguments don't, they don't hold weight. You have a lot of women that's like, he wasn't doing nothing, so she went out and did and It's like, honestly, so if, you know, a guy is taking care of a woman, and he's the breadwinner, and she's out shopping all the time, and he go cheat on her, like, is he justified because she had no job like or she lacked ambition or he said she lacked ambition like
1: yeah i think the cheating was wrong yeah no, I, like, I think that's wrong exactly. I don't exactly so justified. the fact
0: that he got cheated on he got cheated on he can't like he can't have a side chick because he broke up with her like there's no such like a side chick literally is like there's a main chick and we're in a relationship and there's this woman that's on the side that i spend part of my time with or i do stuff with like Somebody no, said she was a weekend that. chick she's but even even in being quote unquote weekend chick like he's still single <laughs> that's the that's the thing like he's single, so you know he's the the chick that he's with, and it happens to be on it's like the weekend or whatever, but they're still like he's single he's not committed to anybody, so honestly it's like they're just having they're just having fun they're having a good time, which to me I, you know.
1: You know what was crazy for me? It seemed like she thought she got cheated on, and they never established that they were together. Who like when he she- went back to to Issa, like Tasha, she reacted as if she kind of was cheated on.
0: Well, so that's that's honestly, so here's something that I, 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 to be very transparent and honest, like I didn't get. I honestly watched the episode and felt like they were kind of on the same page, like. You know, they just kicking it like they're not in a relationship. Um, She knows that, understands it. They're having fun. You know, obviously, there's a lot of sexual chemistry there. So, you know, they and they both enjoy the benefits of that. And yeah, they're not in a relationship. And even when she like went on to ask when she said something about, like, them hanging out and being like, you know, you don't just have to, we don't have to hang out on the weekend, which I kind of missed that part. And one of my friends was like, sure, of course you did. Typical, like, guys. Like, nothing that she said that alluded to the fact that, you know, she wanted something more y'all catch. And I was like, no, honestly, I didn't realize she said that. (laughs) Actually, I thought, you know, it was more of, like, his homeboy mentioning, like, hey, you know, we should do something... Like you should do something more than just like See her on the weekends Like that's what I thought that came from I completely miss her saying that in the beginning And then even her inviting him To like the family reunion Or barbecue or cookout or whatever it was to me, she also followed that up with, like, but if you can't, like, it's fine. Or if it's too much, like, it's fine. Which means that she's not necessarily trying to pressure him into a relationship. Or she's not really expecting a relationship. She's just like, yo, I thought it would be cool that you can come. But then a friend of mine had explained to me that, no, that's like...
1: She was just protecting herself from, yet, like, him rejecting
0: and her. And I didn't get... I, honestly, to me, I got watching that, that she was just like, hey, you know... I kind of uh, was going to ask you if you wanted to come. But if you don't want to come, like, it's cool. Like, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, no pressure. You know, we not there yet. We just kicking it. So.
1: And now cool. we back to 443. <laughs> we back there where you getting this information and completely missing the point.
0: It's based off what she said, though. Like she never. And this is why I'm team Tasha. Right. So, I'm team Tasha because Tasha seems, and maybe this comes from me missing it, according to a friend, this comes from me missing it, but Tasha is just kind of like, hey, you know what, like, I realize you're, in a, you're going through, like, a situation, I realize you just got out of a situation, and let's just hang out, I think you're a nice guy, let's see where this thing can go and, like, figure it out, like, she was, I think she was hurt because, more for me i understood her being upset with him having sex with his exes because it's like yo we're having sex and like i probably wouldn't be smashing you knowing that you like smashing somebody else but not on some like you my you my dude or we in a relationship just on some like hey like you if if we smashing off every weekend like when you gonna smash her like you know what i'm saying like i didn't i think i took it as that not necessarily like there's this expectation of oh i'm really trying to make you my boyfriend i don't get that from her i didn't get that from her character at all but i have my friend that's pointing out like no she said this and no she said that or no and i'm like actually i think she just she's giving him the space and the time that he needs to like you know, filter through stuff, and then I respect Lawrence, which was why I'm like, "Yo, I'm still team Lawrence," because he was honest with it. Like, he had to tell her that he could have just been like, you know what? But that shows that this man is trying to be like he, he trying to be, he's trying to be honest about a stand what up is guy. Is. Yeah, he's trying to say like, look, you know, I got to be honest because this is bothering me because I realize that this might be this is a problem. This might be a problem, mm-hmm. not because we're in a relationship, but just because you know. I want to make sure that you know. And he told her. And, you know, they had their little thing and they got it together.
1: Do you think that he felt guilty because he felt like Issa had just cheated on him? So he, and subconsciously, he didn't want anybody to feel like that? Likely. Even though he's not with her?
0: Yeah, likely. That's real, for real? And I think, honestly, I think it comes from this. The, it comes from, too, like, say what you will about Lawrence. Like, you can't say that the man is like, conniving, maybe lazy to whatever degree, you know, maybe like, lacked ambition, but that's a whole other thing about, for me, I feel like the, the, the man was going through, like, a bout of depression, post-graduation depression, and, like, just never necessarily got out of it, and honestly Issa's going through the same type of thing because she's in a job that she kind of really hates, but she's there and <laughs> she goes all the time so essentially it's like Y'all are going through the same thing. Y'all just experience it or express it differently. But yeah, I I, I think I don't. So I say that to say that I don't think Lawrence is a bad guy. And I think that his approach to telling her being like, let me be honest with you. is kind of like, well, I don't want to. I want to be open. I want to be honest. And I I want to make sure that, you know, there is no deception that's going on. Or I'm not leading you to expect something that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? And like, to be honest, like he probably him, him even his his uh him changing and saying, being like, hey, let's go on a date or let like let's try to do something during the week after his homeboy mentioned it was kind of like, yo, well, I ain't trying to be that guy. Like, I'm not trying to be a bad dude. I'm really just trying to. I didn't I didn't think about it in that way, but now that you make you make note of it, you make mention of it. It's like, oh yeah, like I don't want to be that dude because you know she is she has more to offer than just like a smashing on the weekends all weekends. So like yeah, let's let's do something else. So I mean
1: Tasha, I don't think she is a bad person because some people are trying to make it seem like she was bad because she manipulated, uh, took advantage of him, or was flirting with him when he was with Issa uh but like you told me she she didn't know that he was with her
0: yeah absolutely like she 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 didn't know it wasn't like she was like oh like this guy got a girlfriend and let me do the nah she was like she saw this guy she you know she meets this guy or knows this guy or whatever i don't remember if they like already knew each other or they just interacted with each other from the bank yeah from the bank so it's like you know this guy she thought he was attractive there was a there was an attraction there you know, she started, they started flirting or talking or whatever. And she, it went from there. Like she didn't walk into it knowing that like he had a girlfriend. And to me, she just seems like, and maybe this is again, maybe this is like a misnomer of mine, but I don't know. She just seems like just a a chill down to earth girl. That's just kind of like, yo, I'm not out here because I'm interacting with you. And this is I'm saying this as Tasha before like they had sex. Like because I'm interacting with you, I'm not putting this like, oh well, he better be he better be trying to get at me or he better be my man. It's just kinda of like, nah, I mean, you're a cool dude. Like, let's get to know you. Like, it's fine.
1: Um Somebody said she was the most mature person on the show. And I think that's up for debate. I think Issa I think they're all mature in different aspects.
0: What aspect is Issa maturing in? Oh, don't do that. I mean, I'm just... Be- <laughs> I mean, I'm Oh, just man, in. I feel personally offended. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like... And maybe it's because we see more... The show is about Issa, so we see more of her, her stuff. But, like... I mean, yeah. What is she maturing in? Uh, uh,
1: I, it's... Uh, I was offended, but now I'm like trying to make sure I have a solid argument because I know you're gonna rebuttal me with something.
0: I don't think you have one. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, Uh. I can't even defend.
1: (laughs) Hold on, this one I need somebody that I can phone a friend. (laughs) You remember what was that? What was that show? Uh. Wanna be a
0: millionaire yeah, or something wants
1: like that? to be that? a millionaire? <laughs> I just... Can I
0: find a friend? I don't... I mean... And, again, I like she, Issa's character. She's... she's r-
1: compl- at work.
0: She... She's mature at work? I'm trying to think. I don't... I mean, maybe that would probably be the most mature she is, but that's still even like...
1: She does rap in the mirror, but everybody does that <laughs> thing that's like therapeutic.
0: I mean... We- man, and I'm saying man. it's not bagging on. I'm not. I'm not like. I really went in there strong. On, real.
1: I really went in there
0: strong. <laughs> I just don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, I like Issa's character. I feel like she's extremely relatable. Even like, even there's there's parts of her, although she's a woman, like there's parts of being a young professional and you're in a career. And you have moments of like feeling like you don't have it all together, but you know, you, you start to realize like nobody really have it all together. Like to some degree, we're all still learning and working, especially when you're like in a career position. So things change and you feel like you got it. And then something happens and it's like, dang, I thought I had it, but I don't really. So that's relatable and that's universal. So I like the character. I just think when we start talking about like, if you talk about like she's maturing
1: her friendship with Molly,
0: she is. Didn't we have like a falling out last time? And yeah, over but, you know,
1: we all fall out. We all, you know, we fall down and get up in friendships. Um, I mean,
0: I'll give you that.
1: She apologized at the end. You're right.
0: I- I'll I think give you that. She takes
1: f- responsibility. <laughs> no, not in all aspects.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. I feel like Issa's character is true to form in terms of us. Like, and people in general, especially, you know, us young professionals, we sometimes tend to see things through one lens, and we don't see it through the other lens until, like, something bad happens and we're, like, almost forced to do it. Um That, and, and, and so one of my friends actually pointed out that Issa's character is... She basically took kind of like things that we, we often would see in like art or um, in, in life. We see like traits of like things that guys do. Like we we kind of make decisions, you know, thinking mainly about ourselves and then realizing that not considering the other person actually provides a result that we don't necessarily want, i.e. cheating. And it's like in this moment, I want this, but I don't re- because I'm so disappointed or annoyed with the home situation or the home front without realizing that like. Honestly, there are great things about this home front, this home situation that I really appreciate and enjoy. And it, like, gives something to me. And not doing it, I end up hurting myself worse. So, like, her character has that. And that's, like, a it's it's a good thing. And it's good that, you know, we can see that. Um, and actually, it, it's one of the things that makes the, the character attractive. But, you know, I just kind of feel like, eh. When we start talking about, like, maturity... I could definitely agree that Tasha. I'll say if I'll compare her to Issa's character. I'll I compare Issa and Tasha. I would say of the two, she's likely more mature. I would consider her more mature, just in that, as opposed to being extremely upset, coming out of a bag and just being so mad at Lawrence. She she thinks, stops and thinks, well we're not in a relationship there's no like he didn't necessarily cheat on me i also know that he's going through like a breakup or i'm maybe some somewhat aware that a situ he had a, he has an ex-girlfriend so he likely is going through some situation with that and it's kind of like he's not a bad guy he's not a horrible guy and we don't really have we're not in a relationship so like let me as opposed to just kind of going off on him, and being like, "Oh, I'm through with you. Uh-uh, I can't deal with you." It's kind of like, "Look, like, let's just let's just start over." Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward with how her character responds to Lawrence. Like, is she still is she going to start putting expectations on him to be more boyfriend esque without actually having a conversation about that being her expectation, or is this is her saying like? come in for i mean are you hungry and like i made some extra food or whatever was that her way of saying like you know what let's just start over and let's kind of refocus this thing like you know no we are not finna be having sex all the time because i realized that's probably gonna mess me up um but you know i'm still cool with getting to know you getting to know you and like kicking it with you like i like you in that way and So, yeah, I think she's, to me, at this point in time in the series, I think she's definitely more mature than Issa. Um,
1: I'm trying not to agree with you. I really (laughs) am, just for personal reasons. But, you know, that... You know, right is right.
0: Right is right and wrong is wrong, you know?
1: (laughs) I do think she's setting herself up because I think he hasn't detached himself from... Issa and I wonder if him and Molly's conversation went like she said, because I just find it really interesting that they cut it off. Yeah, like they didn't give us. So I'm like really wondering. I hope it's like no deception from Molly, because I can't take another Molly Issa fight. Um, I I just see them doing so yeah, much better than they were.
0: Cause Issa ain't going she ain't gonna handle it right. That's why you can't take it. <laughs>
1: She didn't apologize the last time. Not before, the way she apologized, I had an issue with how she apologized in the first show to Molly. Because she was just like, you still mad? And then just walked in the door. Like, we didn't have this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like that led to the mm-hmm. big thing at the end. You know what? I'm just helping your point. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm, right? Look, I'm just, hey, I'm letting you But letting at the end, she got it. She got it. Right. And she apologized. Sometimes we don't get it. At first, she don't succeed. Aaliyah told us, First, she don't succeed. You just had to dust yourself off and try again." All right. Well, that Aaliyah got,
0: philosophy will help you. You got know, a lot, life. a lot of dusting to do. I'm talking about. She need a, a Hoover, a vacuum cleaner. Uh, so
1: you not? I thought you was team Issa and team Lawrence at the same time.
0: No, I'm, I've always been team Lawrence, just because I think that. Um, I'm Team Lawrence because I feel like a lot of people are trying always are trying to like find make him a buster, and the dude is not a buster. Like, truth doesn't matter. He's not a buster. Like for real, for real. You can't. I mean, a he bust- done
1: upgraded his apartment and everything. Yeah, he done like, left her in the uh, in the hood. He look, done went.
0: I'm telling you, got your a- my boy out in Malibu, like y'all playing. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, in Malibu for real. Like honestly. Lawrence was a buster in that he didn't have a job, right? But that's it. Like, honestly, you can't equate his career or professional life mishaps to him being this dude that's just out to, you know... Cause harm to her, or he's just this no good dude. It's like, nah, that's not like that's not who he was. Like, like he that's didn't not lie he and is. deceive her. Yeah, and it's that. like he did lie and deceive her. Exactly, she did lie and deceive him. Exactly. And so it's like let's what well, technically she didn't our, lie.
1: She deceived him. She
0: deceived him. But she, it's like let, we. But let's direct our. Let's make sure that our 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 frustrations or our anger. It's being distributed in the right place. Like honestly, if you want to hold him accountable for being messed up, then you also got to hold is- Issa accountable, and you have to look at Tasha as a character that is not, you know, just this this thought that's out here trying to just get this girl's man. Or yeah, she's I don't just think she's bad. Yeah, or she just. But I think she that's hard up for a dude.
1: Heartbroken. <laughs>
0: You know, I don't know. and I, Again, this might be just kind of like the overlook of my lack of understanding. I just think
1: of we know how shows go. Goes, they going to get back together. It's just like power. Ain't um Tasha and Ghost back together?
0: Contractually.
1: Like, <laughs> that's not... I haven't watched any of the new seasons. So I don't know. But oh, okay. I just, from what I've seen on social media, mm-hmm. you know, T.I. and Tiny, they kind of together. Contractually. So They did just, side note, they just did just give each other shout outs for their seventh wedding anniversary. I I was like, I never saw people do celebrate an anniversary amid divorce, but I don't know. That's different. Contractually,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just... Honestly, I, I, I think that's that that's my that becomes my frustration. Not frustration, but that's like why I disagree with people. And even when especially when it comes to like Tasha, because I feel like we see her character more and I never saw her as just like this this girl that was thirsty and that was just waiting for a dude. Like I I didn't get that. Like she showed interest in the dude. Dude was like, Look, I got a girlfriend, like, you know, and she's like, Oh, okay, all right, my bad. Like, you know. Thanks for being honest Like um, you know we good And then you don't see her character again Until him and her smash And like maybe she was like weak And she really liked him or whatever I don't know like maybe she did want to smash him But he I'm sure at that time Was like yo we're it's over Like we're done and she cheated on me And so it probably was just like a vulnerable moment For both of them but I feel like It's, it's, really, it's really messed up to just Kind of trash her character and be like Ah you know she a hoe and she a thought and she just ain't it's like nah like she honestly is just like down to earth and to me it's kind of attractive that you know she's just I'm too- want him a Tasha. Look, man. Y'all I, y'all Tasha's out here. Look, I just feel like Tasha is like she's just down. Like she just seemed real cool and she just like
1: hey. You don't want no Issa.
0: Issa confused <laughs> And Issa out here getting it in in like recording studios, like on this nasty couch that three thousand other people probably done smashed on, and you just out here like you know, just getting it in. Like, uh,
1: come on. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I feel like Issa's character is more complex than that.
0: Well, we know more, and in all fairness, we we know more about Issa's character, and so you know, all of this comes from. Of, that's is the designer of the show. She's she's the protagonist. She's the main character. So we know that we are gonna know more about Issa's character. Like that's we're gonna have more stuff to pick apart. But I feel like with what we know thus far, honestly, Tasha, like we can't trash her character. And I actually one of the uh one of the like pieces because of course with anything, especially with Insecure, and the reason I like the show because it causes a lot of dialogue and discussion, and you start realizing that people that you thought were like. Oh, you know, we think the same about a lot of stuff. They start saying stuff, and you be like, "Wait, I don't feel that way." Like y'all crazy, and I feel like it. It exposes a lot of the differences between how men and women approach relationships and situations, and even see stuff. It's kind of like, no, I think this means that. Nah, this mean a whole. I feel like women y'all have like this whole like subliminal thing that's going on. But anyway, like it's with um, Tasha's character though. Give me I was shade, this okay. Piece. <laughs> no, cause I, it was, it's a lot of stuff that has happened on this just in these two episodes and i swear i take it one way and i'm like no this means this and then i'll tell it to a woman and she'll be like no it means this and you can tell because this happened and then that happened and then in season one when she was sitting there and they had lunch together she done offer him lunch and she had on that low-rise shirt with her breasts hanging out and it's like damn like i didn't like, how did you connect that to this? Like, what was... I mean, I saw it and I thought, like, oh, that's cool. But I wasn't thinking, like, oh, this is an innuendo because she she gonna come back and try to... Like, what? Nobody... Who was thinking like that? Nobody thought about that. Like, what the heck? But anyway, so there's this article, though, that they pointed out... They kind of talked about how, like more bougie or educated women will pick a character like Tasha apart. And that was one of the things that I actually do like because, you know, we don't know. I don't know. We don't know that she's educated or not. We just know she works at the bank. Right. So we don't know if she has like a degree and she works at the bank or if she just actually, she's just somebody that just has a high school diploma and just works at the bank. We don't, she doesn't have like, she doesn't seem to have, and not saying that like working at the bank is not a career, not saying that, but she doesn't seem to be like, in like higher level corporate america or anything like that so the article is basically saying like she kind of is the definition of a more bougie woman's like a more bougie woman's definition of what it means to be basic Mm. and
1: so you saying us educated women judging her
0: yeah, like judging her because <laughs> y'all feel like she's I love how
1: you said it with like no. Yeah,
0: no, no cuz you and th- that's true like y- y'all I feel like honestly that's why a lot of the the hate of Tasha comes cuz it's kind of like you know they uh, my friend she pointed this out too. You know remember how um on the last episode when Molly was at the uh the therapist and the therapist was like you seem to think that because you know you've worked really hard and all this stuff has happened like you've done all this stuff in your life that is supposed to go a certain way Mm -hmm. and i feel like that is kind of it was interesting that they brought that up and that line was in this episode because i feel like that is one of the reasons that there's so much like annoyance with uh, somebody like tasha or what she represents right you have so many women that are in their 30s that um are single or feel like they or they've had like really bad relationships or you know they've been cheated on or broken up or whatever but they feel like in every other aspect of my life i have it together i work really hard you know i got uh i have my my, i'm degreed i'm excelling my career and all this other stuff like i should be in a relationship and you have somebody like a doesn't have that type of stuff and she just like is a bank girl but you know she kind of getting attention from this dude like and I know that's not like everybody but that's just kind of how it comes across like it comes across like that and when they mentioned that in the article I started thinking I was like see this is probably where the Tasha hate come from because I feel like if you just look at Tasha if you just looked at her character honestly away from Lawrence and Issa you just got to know that she dope like she just seems just like a real chill you know, round away girl, like, I'm team Tasha, man.
1: I think we need to revisit this conversation um, on that point and also bring somebody else in. Maybe we should bring your female best friend on, too. We'll talk about it
0: uh, with her. I'll ask her. Um, see, <laughs> I don't really I know. I feel like because... she'll be
1: on my side uh... on this conversation.
0: So you know, she kind of gives me a lot of like really unfiltered responses. So I don't know if our audience is ready for. Me. I'm just joking
1: about. It. I just that's the only person that I thought of that I know that that you uh.
0: I get like a lot of see that's that's a real dumb way of thinking. You sound like a dumb man. Y'all problem is y'all don't use y'all brain. You're always thinking with one head that you got. It's just all this kind of stuff that's like I don't know if it's. <laughs>
1: I don't know if now, really I really just went because I feel like it would be two against one. And I feel like when you need to phone a friend, I can just phone her. <laughs> and she would already be here. And then we can have this discussion and as. The thing
0: that sucks. The thing that sucks the most, too, is that she knows a lot of like personal stuff about me too. So I, I really feel like this is going to be like a whole, cause she'll be like, oh, so you never did X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, you know what? Just get, just shut up. Shut, shut up. <laughs> like, just get, just get off. Like, no, let's not talk about this no more. Well, y'all hit us up and let us know what y'all think about uh, Tasha. Are you team Tasha? Do you think that Tasha is doing anything wrong? Is she trying to like, you know, sneak Lawrence into a relationship or is she just like a chill girl that's really understanding? That is kind of like yo I like this Dude but I also understand like I ain't Trying to put pressure on them and like you know It's going to be what it's going to be which to me That's what it seems like sh- she's doing and I Think that's admirable hit us up <laughs> Use the hashtag chat and y'all can find Us on uh on twitter At brunch culture and on instagram at brunch Underscore culture and we will be back for Our toaster roast <laughs> Alright, right. All right. And we are back with our toast or roast. Um, So this week I actually had a roast. I came into this thing with the roast that I was going to do, but I think I'm going to save my roast for next year. Next year, Lord, next week, because I have a toast. Um, Today I actually saw the Procter & Gamble commercial that's about the talk. And if you haven't seen the commercial, It's like on social media, it was like one of the first things that popped up um, on Instagram when I got on. I saw somebody like post a clip of it and a couple other people post like screenshots. But the the entire commercial is uh, it's around the talk that black parents have to have with their kids in, in multiple areas. So it's about, you know, knowing that you are beautiful or pretty. Uh, A mom is telling her daughter that she's, you know, she's pretty, not just because she's a black girl, but just because she is pretty. Um, It surrounds people using the N word to a kid, Um, a girl like learning to drive. And her mom is telling her, uh, you know, here's what you need to do when you get pulled over. And it goes through it's like different time periods. So it looks like it's like starts off in like the 40s and it goes all the way up to more recent years. And there's been a lot of, like, backlash. Um, Apparently, people on Twitter were just saying, like, it's a racist commercial and it's so stupid. And, you know, Procter & Gamble needs to be boycotted because they're race-baiting. And all of this crazy, absolutely asinine stuff. Um, And I just wanted to toast to Procter & Gamble for doing it. Like, this is a huge company um, that has a huge platform. And for them to actually make a commercial that shows everyone that the talk is not something that just started happening it's actually something that parents have been having with their children for generations on end and it's saying like hey let's talk about having to have the talk so that maybe one day we don't have to have this talk honestly i'm all for as you guys know we're here you know we at brunch culture believe in things that are gonna boost conversations but i'm definitely for that like Having tough conversations, having conversations with people that realize that, you know what, you're not going to understand my experience. I'm not going to understand your experience, but we have to we should be able to come together um, likely over something like brunch and be able to talk about those things. And that's what. To me, brunch is about sometimes, you know, you're a little inebriate, inebriated, so you can't really have those conversations. But the goal <laughs> is the goal is really to be able to have those types of conversations in group settings so that you can get multiple thoughts and opinions. And I just feel like that commercial aligns with what we're doing here. Um, it takes something that is very near and dear to our heart, something that we're all um, likely very familiar with, and it puts it on a public platform and it makes other people realize that like it or not, this actually happens and it has been happening for generation after generation after generation and we don't have to have the talk about just police, we have to have it about interactions with other people we have to have it about school interactions work interactions, interactions with you know, friends, with representation it was so powerful, the opening scene is like this young black girl that's sitting in in front of a mirror with her mom, she has like a white doll and she says like uh you, you find out that a woman has told her or complimented her what she thinks is a compliment. And a woman told her she's beautiful for a black girl, pretty for a black girl. And that type of thing that's so simple and that's so small and people wouldn't normally think that it's something that we have to go through. But you realize, you know, you start thinking back, even myself as a guy, like I start thinking it back to. Hearing people say that or even believing that myself, like, oh, she's pretty for a dark scene girl or, you know, and it's these types of talks that we have to have that, you know, people in other communities, particularly in the white community, don't have to have those types of conversations. They just kind of get to go out and be free of that kind of stuff. So my toast this week is to Procter and Gamble. Thank you toast to y'all for making this commercial. I actually hope that, you know, this isn't the last that we see that's promoting Images of black people and promoting uh issues and things that we have to face. And we see it on a bigger, larger scale, and it actually starts to get people to think about these things. So, toast to Procter and Gamble. Dope. Toast
1: to them. Today, I want to toast to Queen Maxine. Miss, I'm reclaiming my time. If you have been on social media, you've seen it. They did a the gospel remix. The dude did great <laughs> with the song. Uh, but she said, "Hey, listen. I don't want to hear how good I am. Don't,
0: don't, don't. Uh, uh-uh.
1: I want you to tell me why you didn't respond to that
0: letter on May 23rd.
1: Yes, tell me why. <laughs> he and then he started talking about all the people he had responded to. You didn't respond to this letter. Tell me why. <laughs> he talking about. Well, I'm getting to that. And I, the man said, kept saying, the the floor belongs to the gentle lady. And that thing blessed me so because <laughs> he kept saying." He thought, every time Steve Minucha was that Steve Minucha? Yeah, I, I think know. it was. Every time he looked, he thought he was gonna get some like validation and the man said, It belongs to the gentle lady. <laughs> and he's like well apparently I don't understand the rules. Yeah, you know you don't. She <laughs> Maxine said Quit. uh uh she said, Listen, explain these rules to him. And don't take that away from my time. Don't
0: take it away from... Right. Reclaiming my time. <laughs> reclaiming my time.
1: So, that's people thing. That's Everybody's thing for 2017. Everybody's saying it on social media. I love the meme that says, what are we? And the dude says, we just chilling. And the girl says, I'm reclaiming my time. Because the Lord knows we got to deal with that as women. But that's a whole nother subject. (laughs) We got to reclaim my time, ladies and gentlemen. My friend Mike, he wrote, he reclaimed his time when he stopped being a Jaguar fan. That was hilarious.
0: That's so disrespectful. (laughs) That is so disrespectful. I'm so sorry. Did you see? And I say, I just read the other day that like the Jaguars Twitter team, like, told everybody to post a meme about how excited they were for the upcoming season and or it was like a gif and so people start posting gifs of like them jumping out of a window jumping into burning fire like
1: I didn't see that I gotta go look that up
0: I'm gonna send you you the article it's so sad I was like I
1: don't I don't like the
0: Jaguars they never
1: they've sucked
0: but you, you gotta they're the home team Lisa like you gotta
1: and sometimes you gotta let home go
0: you can Oh my gosh. You guys can't be loyal fans. Why?
1: <laughs> but if they win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna be right up there. Go Jay.
0: my home team, I've always been. See, y'all ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, really trash. <laughs> this is the problem with you millennials. You ain't loyal. No loyalty. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> well, we want to leave y'all with a good vibe today's good vibe says
1: May your focus on being be greater than your focus on becoming mm
0: I love it, so I actually heard this um this comes from uh a friend of mine, and that uh she she posted a video on Instagram, and um she said she made that statement, and I just It really, really, really stuck out to me. And I just thought it was it's so important because we have a tendency to always be focusing on the next step and what's next and what we're going to do here and saying stuff like when I get there and when I get to this place or, you know, I'm going to I can't wait to to get to this next level and, you know, I'm going to. When I when I achieve this goal, I'm going to be this. And you kind of miss just being like you mm-hmm. You miss just being the person that you are appreciating the things that you have, appreciating your quirks, appreciating the things that God is like giving you in this space and just enjoying that, like doing that. And being focused on being will actually get you to where you need to be, as opposed to always just focusing. on it. That actually comes from Simone Park. Um, Her Instagram is underscore Simone, S-I-M-O-N-E-P-A-R-K-E. And it's in a video that she posted on it was a day ago. It was yesterday. So it was what the the first. Yeah, the first, but it was actually really good. She said it and like go and listen to it. You guys go and follow her. She's actually a natural hairstylist too. Um shout out to Simone. But I just saw that and that honestly just really resonated with me. So, yeah, it's dope.
1: Dope. Well, if you want to hear past episodes of Brunch Culture, you can always go to brunchculturebc.com. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, I Heart Radio. Leave us a review. It really helps us. It keeps us encouraged. I saw some new reviews on there, so I appreciate y'all doing that. Ooh, share it ooh, on your ooh, social ooh. media. Hashtag ChatBC. Tell everybody you know your family and friends about Brunch Culture. We are so excited to do this every week, and we thank you for tuning in every week. Remember, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.